Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Grand Final Week on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We've got the Gurus picking the Melbourne Storm, taking on the 17 in a row, the high-flying Penrith Panthers. It's going to be a massive week on the podcast. This is the only podcast you need this week. We are going to have content falling out of our ass. Stay tuned. It's going to be a massive one. Let's kick it off. Natty, welcome back, mate. I'll, I'll tell you what, it's been a massive week on my podcast. We've had a couple of uh, NRL, you know, premiership winning players come on and give their predictions. We had Chatty Townsend, Scott Sattler, Craig Gower, but this is the one we've all been waiting for. Unbelievable, mate. Do you fucking sleep or do you just pump out podcasts? Just uh, podcasts. I sleep with the headphones on and then we kick off again. Crazy, man. It's been unbelievable. Some of the shit you're coming out with, mate, really good. But like you said, it's the big dance. Whips are cracking. You can hear them. Um, Storm versus Panthers. Let's fucking get into it. Mate, maybe it's recency bias. I don't know. But I am more excited about this grand final than I feel I have been in a long time. I feel like I'm like that every year, though. And whether that's just the occasions building and you know that after this game, there's not going to be NRL. So you're really invested in this one game. But, um, mate, I am pumped. (sighs) Mate, I, um, I, I dropped a podcast yesterday afternoon and I was looking at this grand final and it, it reminds me of 2006, you know. It's like the Melbourne Storm, they've been the champions of the last decade like Brisbane were. And then you got Melbourne in 2006, they look like the team of the next decade and that potentially could be Penrith. It's sort of the, you know, the old versus new. It's going to be sensational. Take your pick for Narrativeville here in this game, man. Like you said, this could be the passing of the torch, you know. The Storm being the dominant team over the last 10 years, passing the torch to what could be the most dominant team in the next sort of decade, the Panthers. You've got Cameron Smith, 100% he's retiring. Does he retire a winner? Fucking, if he does, he's obviously going to get the Clive Churchill. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. 
Take your pick, mate. It's it's story time. Mate, speaking of all the storylines, I mean, what is your number one storyline? I mean, off the top of my head, we've got the Cam Smith storyline. Then we've got, you know, Nathan and Ivan Cleary. Then we've got, you know, the Penrith Panthers. Obviously, they won the minor premiership in 91, 2003. They won the premiership on both of those occasions. Then we've got, you know, the Panthers. They've won a thousand games in a row. Do you need to lose one before you win one? The storylines in this game are just fucking endless. Which is your favourite? So, and this goes hand in hand with the team that I like to win, and it's the Panthers, 17 on the trot, bunch of kids playing out of their fucking skin, full of enthusiasm and bravado. They're cocky. I just love the way they've been playing. Um, yeah, it's it's the Panthers for me, and just to top it off, you know, 18 wins in a row, win the grand final, and then, like I said, bang. They become the team to beat, and if they can keep a hold of some of these kids in their team, they will be the dominant team over the next decade. Mate, for better or worse, we see footy pretty similarly. You know, we, we haven't had that many different opinions over the years as far as teams winning and whatnot. Obviously, we've gone with the opposite this week. You've got the Penrith Panthers. I've got the Melbourne Storm. Tell me, how are the Panthers going to overcome the most experienced side in the NRL, the Melbourne Storm? Well, it'll be fucking boring if we agreed. So thank God that we're on uh, the opposite side of the ball here. But for me, and I get it, and I get it, and this is how I felt when the when the Panthers came up against the Roosters. I thought the the occasion's going to get too much for these kids. The experience of the Roosters is 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 just in bucket loads, and they just won't be able to match it with it with uh, such an experienced team. But the Panthers don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck who they're playing. And this whole, you watch them. The first try they score in this game, I wouldn't be surprised if the bench fucking runs on to hug everyone. They're that team that, you know, if you're too close to them all hugging, they'll bring you in, you know, and hug you with everyone. You know, they'll they'll step over you. Uh, It's just full-blown cockiness. And this gets sides offside real quick. And whether that's... It's just natural for them. That's how they're playing, and they, you know, they're having fun with their footy. Or it's it's a bit of a ploy to sort of, uh, you know, get the team thinking not about their footy and more about fuck these kids. They're disrespecting us, you know. More like the Mick Ennis play, where you know, getting under their skin to get them off their game. Um, I think if they can maintain this momentum, this enthusiasm, this bravado. If they can carry that into this game, you know, that's what they're going to match Storm with. Um, And it's going to be experience, completions, and this high-octane, young, flashy football side. Mate, I look back at that Roosters game, and I saw a team there, the Sydney Roosters, that they'd simply run out of gas. For them to leak 60-odd points the week before after the two seasons they had. In my opinion, they'd simply run out of gas. The week later, it showed once again. Penrith then had a week off. They had, you know, 10, 12 days to prepare for that game against South Sydney. And for me, they were extremely disappointing. They may have got the win, but that South Sydney team, they were held together, you know, by sticky tape. And every time South Sydney made an error, you know that if the Melbourne Storm were there they would have made them pay. Penrith, they simply didn't. I'm really worried about them. And I think the Panthers really need to start this game strong. And I mean everywhere. They need to match the storm in the middle. 
They need to be hitting hard, hitting early, and really show these big boys from the Storm Pack that they're there and they're ready to play and ready to match it with them. And it's funny because you look at these two teams, it really is the the grand final that we deserve. It's the two best teams, and they couldn't be fucking closer. I mean, the Panthers, number one in defense, number four in attack. The, the Storm, number two in defense, number two in attack. Uh, you've got... So the Panthers, they are scoring 26.6 points per game. Storm are scoring 27.3. Storm are conceding 14.1 points per game. And the Panthers conceding 12.8 points per game. It's It just doesn't get any closer. Mate, the one thing I will say about Penrith that it did impress me against South Sydney, I mean, they were well and truly off their game the other night, Penrith. It was it, it was their worst performance I've seen in a little while, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, you know, South Sydney, they scored one try off an Adam Reynolds kick on third tackle that was just an all-in punt. And then they scored their second try where Corey Allen had to, you know, dribble the ball over twice. Two tries off kicks that, pretty unusual tries. Penrith, they still defended well, even when they played poorly. And this is the the side of the ball that I've been really impressed with for the Panthers is, the, is their defense. Obviously, they've got a tackle over the park, but their defense, and it shows in the stats, you know, they're number one. And to be the better defensive team over the top of the storm who have been fucking safe as houses, Fort Knox for years is a massive testament to the type of team that this Panthers side is. So, yeah, man, very defensive game. Um, this one's going to be early on. I love the first try after eight minutes. I know it's a hard bet to get, but I think it's going to be a real arm wrestle in the first 15 minutes. Mate, you talk about the first 15 minutes. Now, if Melbourne come out and play half as well as they did in the first 15 minutes last week and Penrith dish up the same as they did last week, it could be 14-0 after 15 minutes. Yeah, it'll it'll be troubling signs. Um, But I just don't see that happening. (laughs) like that the Panthers played terrible last last week. You know what I mean? They needed a kick up the arse. They needed to be shown that they're not fucking bulletproof, that they do have mistakes in their game, that they aren't a perfect football team. They needed to go away and have a hard look at their game and, and look at that, that game against the Bunnies and really pick up on some of their errors and, and why they didn't convert the mistakes that the Bunnies came up with into points. Uh, I think that's a positive thing for the Panthers. If they had a thrashed the the Bunnies and gone into this game, um, you know, full of confidence up against the Storm, I'd be more worried because you don't want to underestimate the fucking Storm and I don't think they will be now. The one thing we've learned about the Melbourne Storm over the last 15 years and the one thing we've learned about Craig Bellamy is that when he comes into a big game like this, he's going to take away your number one strike weapon. Yeah, He's going to make you beat them some other way than your strength. Now, their strength right now, of course, their halfback, Nathan Cleary. Now, I've been watching Cleary all season and what he's doing has been simply amazing. The way that he controls the tempo, just moving... You know, moving along the defensive line and changing his pace. And he's got that sort of Jared Hayne effect where people just sort of, they stand and watch. Yeah, there's just people watching him all the time. I just think Melbourne, and you know, when I spoke to Brett Finch a few weeks ago, he mentioned that when they came up against Hayne in that grand final, they had a call that meant fuck everyone up. No one's standing and watching. We need to put as much pressure on him as possible. Mate, I think they're going to do the same to Nathan Cleary here. It's going to be re- a huge test for Nathan Cleary at this point in his career because he's going to be the marked man for the Melbourne Storm. 
And look, if it wasn't for how well Luai's played this season, I'd be worried. It's happened before um, in 2020 where teams have really pressured Nathan Cleary and, and taken away that time that you were talking about that he has. You know, sometimes he looks like he's moving in fucking slow motion. But in those games where teams have done that, Luai has gone to a whole another level. And it's the same thing for the Storm. Teams that pressure Munster, those are the games where... You know, Hughes goes to another level. So both sides have got, you know, that number two half that can step up in big games. And I see both sides pressuring those number ones. I think they'll, that you know, the Panthers aren't going to give uh, Cameron Munster much time. And, and the same goes for, um, you know, taking away Cleary's time. And it's going to be which team's number two steps up, takes the reins, and, and really steps up in the occasion. For me, mate, this this game could quite possibly decide, be decided by Jerome Luai. Now, I, I obviously believe that the Melbourne Storm are going to handle Nathan Cleary well. And Jerome Luai obviously plays on the left edge. And it's something we've spoken about the last two weeks. Branko Lee, right centre there. He had a great defensive game last week. But, you know, as we've seen for the last five or six years, we both love him. But he does have a lot of defensive issues in him. And it's going to come down to how Jerome Luai handles that edge. And, of course, he gets his strike weapon back this week, Viliami Kikau. And I think the Melbourne Storm, they'll come in with two main points. You need to slow down Nathan Cleary's time. And you need to make Viliami Kikau make 25 tackles in the first half to tire him out because we both know he doesn't have a huge engine on him. And if you can gas him, you can get some defensive issues out of him. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. You've hit the nail on the head there, and that's where that's where the attacking advantage is, is for the Panthers. Not only just because they attack more down their left edge, they attack predominantly down their edge. They've been scoring fifty percent of their tries down there, but also the right edge for the Storm is uh, their weak point. You talked about Branko Lee; he has have, had some laps in defence in the past, but Vunivalu is a sure thing to rush in when he shouldn't, and that's happened again and again. Um, in the Storms games. So if Luai can can get that left edge humming, and when I mean humming, there's there's a few lovely options there, and, and he's been working it really well throughout the season. And if he can just keep keep that going, you know, feed kick out early, get him going, him start looking really dangerous. All of a sudden, he's going to 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 suck in two, three defenders, you know what I mean? He's going to isolate Big Cow up against Hughes, and that's going to be a handful, which, you know, brings Kafusi into defense. And maybe Branko Lee starts coming in as well, worrying about Kikau. Now you've got Stephen Crichton out there on his lonesome, ready to get, a, you know, a ball out the back. So I really think that left edge is the key for the Panthers. And, and mate, Branko Lee and Vunavalu are going to have to fucking be on their game. Mate, uh, as all of our listeners know this year, I had a lot of uh, Panthers players in my draft team. And, of course, I spent a lot of time watching Luai, Kikau, Crichton, and Mansell because I had them in my sides. And Kikau, he can be the most damaging player in rugby league, but he has to be getting good ball. And good ball is when, you know, before Luai even gets the pill, the, the work that you do with Kikau, it's done, you know, to play the balls before he gets the ball. You need to get him in position. And too often for me, he's flat up with Luai. Luai needs to have him deep, coming off the back fence, and they need to use him properly, which that's my one criticism of Jerome of Jerome Luai at times this year. He's got the best strike weapon in the game outside him, whether he gets the ball or not. He's the best ball runner. He's the best decoy in the game. All eyes go on kick out. They need to use him properly this weekend. 
100%. Don't be surprised if Cleary plays both sides of the ruck in this game. Um, he's a halfback that runs a lot of me's. He's, he's super fit. Um, and I think... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He'll be, he'll be popping up on that left. Um, and especially if Luai isn't using kicker how he should, I'm sure Nathan Cleary will pinpoint that, move over to the left and, um, and do it himself. But... Just having Kikau on the field is huge for Crichton's games. Crichton's best games have been when defences have been super fixed on what Kikau's doing. And it just leaves so much space out the back there for, for Crichton to do whatever the fuck he wants. So him just being in the side is a massive lift for that left edge attack for the Panthers. Mate, a big play in rugby league that's been extremely popular over the last five or ten years especially is that crash ball when you're five metres out. And for most teams, it's almost a 50-50 whether your front rower catches it. What Smith has been doing this year with um, Asafa Solomona and Tino has been simply amazing. Some of the balls he's throwing to them and you know the amount of them that they are catching under pressure and then finding the try line is incredible. Now, obviously, Penrith, their centre third defence, that's their strength, isn't it? Oh, 100%. And, I mean, the packs have been so great for both sides. Um, Panthers, uh, you know, they, they've got the best pack in in the uh, in the game metres-wise um, and then closely followed by Storm. I said, you know, the stats really line up for a great game here. It's going to be a real battle in the middle. You've got the youth, the Panthers forwards just playing out of their skin up against some real big boys in the Storm um, you know, you've got Nas and, and, and that momentum swing that, that the block of cheese provides coming off the bench. I mean, all across the park, the matchups are fucking mouthwatering. I'm hard as a cat's head talking about it. I'm going to have to have a cold share after this. This game is going to be one to remember. Could be absolutely anything, mate. Tell me, what are your score predictions for this game? 20 to 18, Panthers. 2018. I'm going to go 22 to 14. The Melbourne Storm. Who's your uh, Who's your Clive Churchill medalist? Obviously, a big game. Who's the man to stand up for Penrith for you? I think I think Nathan Cleary. I, I I get what you're saying. They're going to pressure him. I just think he rises above it. I, I, he's my favourite player in the game, and this is like you said. This is a test for him to to stamp his authority on being. You know top three players in the world and I think he stands up and if Panthers win like I think they will uh, he'll get Clive Churchill Mate, I'm going to take the man that I, you know, I've stuck with him all year. I said in preseason I thought he was going to have a massive year and it's sort of the it's sort of been injury it's sort of been interrupted by injury throughout the year but for me Cameron Munster He's flown, he's flown under the radar a little bit this year. The, the amount of time he's playing with is just simply unbelievable and I think you know, he, I, I haven't heard him say too much about it publicly, but I think that 2018 grand final, 2018 or 2017, when he had the absolute shocker, Cam Munster, I think that stung him pretty well. And I just think he's on the verge of something special. He's been quiet the last few games. And as you mentioned, you know, the Penrith Panthers, they're going to have to shut down Munster and they're going to have to get up in his face. And 
That's when, for me, Munster reminds me so much of Lockyer. When he has to play off his head, it's when he's at his most dangerous. Yeah, I worry about his health, though, because I'll be honest, last last week, he, he didn't look 100%. And, you know, obviously, he'll get needled up and, you know, he'll be running on numb legs. But I don't think he's 100%. I think that MCL is bothering him. Um, but he is the type of player that in big games, it doesn't matter. He'll play on one leg and still put in, you know, an A-plus performance. But so what you're saying is he's a good chance of Clive Churchill? I love him for the Clive Churchill in this game. And potentially I am biased because I have set it for, you know, eight months or so now. But I just think Munster, he's warming up to something special. And I just think this game, he, he would be so keen to get back on the big stage after what happened that in that grand final against the Chooks. I just think he's going to explode. And I think it's, fuck, it's dangerous that he was able to get through last week being really quiet. I think he's just going to warm up to something special here. I don't care if Munster scores fucking eight tries. If Storm win, Cameron Smith will win the Clive Churchill. Mate, it's a fair shout, and I think he's going to be right up there. I mean, I, I, as I said to you before we started filming, I, I got him a few weeks ago at $13, so if he wins, I am more than fucking happy to see that go down. But I've just got a feeling Munster's going to give them something really special here and give the judges no choice. But, fuck, we know from the last few years you, you can't overly trust him anyway, can you? It's it's The Churchill's just narrative-ville driven, isn't it? I mean, it happened with... Billy Slater that year. Um, you might want to tell us about that one, but mate, it's 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 pretty much home and hose. If Storm win, you know I can see him getting the Clive Churchill and then announcing on the field that he's retiring. Mate, tell me first try score will be a popular market. Who do you like here? You know what I like. I like uh, if you want to have a safe bet, take. Jersey of first try scorer to be one, two, three, four, or five. I think it's going to be one of the backs. Um, but if I if I, if I have a punt, uh, I'll go first try scorer. It's so boring to go the backs though, isn't it? I've got a forward but, on my list. Yeah, it's it, if you're going to have a punt, it's it's it really is worth it to go forward. I'm going to go. I will go... I'll go kick out. Mate, I've got on my list, I've got a guy, and I, I think he's quite possibly the most improved player down there. He's been unbelievable this year. Kenny Bromwich on the le- on the left edge. I think he's been sensational. Yeah, not a bad shout. Uh, he's obviously running off Munster's hip, um, and he plays his best football when Munster's there, so he'd be paying like 30, mid-30s or something like that for first try scorer for sure. Who are you expecting to play in the centres for Penrith? Will they go with Naden, or will they go with Tyrone May, do you think? So I I really like the experiment with May out there, but I do worry because Abby Coruscant looks a bit beaten up. You know, the smart play here is to 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 have May on the bench in cover for um, Abby Coruscant. And I mean, if you wanna if you wanna play around with the back line there, you still can do that. Just bench Naden. It doesn't matter. But um, just having May on the bench there. Um, in case Appy gets a bit beaten up, is probably the safe play. So does Mitch Kenny play this week for you or not? I don't think so, mate. No, I, th- I think I think they'll ca- they'll carry May if he's if May's not playing in the centres. Um, I think he'll be on the bench and uh, they'll fill the rest of those spots with some big boppers. 
Mate, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I mean, um, Spencer Lenya, who's a guy that I've been really impressed with this year. I mean, are, are you assuming that he's going to be one of the first guys to drop out of this, uh, you know, their 19-man their squad? I think so, mate. I think that's how, it, how it'll play out. Oh, very interesting. I, I couldn't believe when they played Mitch Kenny last week. It's it's the only thing that worries me about Appy. Um, another guy, obviously, Appy was injured last week, and I mean... 1991, we both know their best player on the field. He didn't get the Clive, but fuck, he should have. Roycey Simmons, 2003, best player on the field, Luke Prittis. The stars are aligning for Appy, aren't they? Yeah, big time, mate. Um, and the, the way the game's played at the moment, um, it lends itself, especially in a big game like this, where, you know, players are going to be gassed earlier than you think they will be, you know, especially if, if teams get a bit of a roll on and a couple of six again sets, you know, it, it really can take the gas out of you when you're playing in such a big occasion and they're hard hits, hard runs. And then all of a sudden you've got someone like Abby Corusau who's super quick at a dummy half. And he has that style of running like he's ducking punches in a boxing match really hard to handle if you're a big tied forward like some of these big boys from the storm are um mate, he could be fucking dangerous in the middle third of the field at the back end of these halves for sure mate the other thing that i find really interesting in this game that i can't wait to watch the impact of it is like in my opinion your bench has never been more important in rugby league than in 2020 and mate this bench here you know tyrone may capel leota and tetevano up against brandon smith tino dale finnegan and nico hines i mean for Melbourne especially, when Brandon Smith, Tino and Dale come on, I'm not sure if their team doesn't get better. Yeah, both benches, just superb. I mean, Tino, in any other team, he's he's st- actually, Dale, all of them except Hines, they're all starters in any other team. Um, and you could probably say the same for the Panthers as well. I mean, Leo has been playing out of his skin. Kurt Capel got a lot of mistakes in him. I'm worried about him. But it also, I think... The pressure's off when he's coming off the bench. He's just going to be an injection of strength. Um, yeah, look, what a fuck it, what a football game this is going to be. Both sides, pinnacle, pinnacle. Oh, how good. Mate, I, I, I don't know what role he's going to play, but he's just got so much ability. A guy like Nico Hines sitting on the bench, he, you know, I, I guess him and Tyron May, they're very similar. Obviously, Tyron May offers a lot more versatility, but... Fuck, if you're Penrith, the last thing you want is Nico Hines coming on the field fresh in championship minutes. This this could be the time of the game where things start opening up. When you've got fresh legs coming on um, and running at some of these tied forwards. And Nico Hines, it, it, I'm, I'm sure that Bellamy, that's exactly how he's going to use him. In just short bursts, just to open up the game. You know, if he makes half a break and then you've got little puppy breaking him, backing him up, sorry, um, you know, it's it's all over. You know, he's in for a try for sure. So I'm sure that's how they're going to use him. And um, it's probably similar to, to how they're going to use May. Because um, I just think the type of football game this is going to be is going to tire out these big boys real quick. Mate, I think the other exciting part about this this game, and obviously it's more so for the Panthers, but the amount of guys that are playing in this game for New South Wales jerseys, I mean, from just, you know, like even a guy like Josh Mantle, like if he comes out and has a blind here, he could find himself out on the sting for the Blues. Stephen Crichton, he's obviously battling for that centre position. Nathan Cleary will be picked regardless. But even, you know, a bloke like James Tamu, like if he comes out and puts on a, you know, a, 
a Willie Mason or a Brent Kite sort of performance and takes home a Clive as captain. I don't know if Freddie could leave him out. You've got Liam Martin's another big one. I, I think he's close to a shoe-in to be in this side, but he can definitely cement his spot. And I think the biggest clash here, and I think Freddie would have these two names written down, and based on their grand final performance, he'll pick one of them. I think Isaiah Yo and Dale Finucane are probably battling out for the same spot in that squad. Dale is, has got origin football written all over him. Um, if Freddie doesn't have him in the side, he's mad. Uh, the, the, the hard, roll-your-sleeves-up, tough sort of football that Dale plays just is perfect for origin. He'd be one of the first blokes I'd pick, to be honest. All right, well, let's go through it. There's seven spots left in this squad that are going to come from this game. I sh- like we, we both agree Nathan Cleary will definitely be one. Yeah. Yep, yeah, so that leaves one. six. We both agree Josh Adokar will be one. Yep. That leaves five spots. Who are they going to be, mate? Has to be Dale. I'm, I'm telling you, Dale, Dale will be there. If okay. He, so Dale's there. A, a big, yeah. He puts a big game in here and shows that he's healthy. He'll be there. Okay. So that leaves us with four spots. Who are you taking out of, you know, does Tamu, does, does Curacao, does Liam Martin, Isaiah Yo, Moses Leota's name's been thrown up, Stephen Crichton. Who, who gets those last four spots for you? I'll throw in Crichton and Martin. Crichton and Martin, they're, cool. They're, they're got, a great yeah. shot to, to get a start. Um, and, mate, you give me two more. I mean, you got Isaiah Yo, Leota. Have I missed someone here? Isaiah Lo, Leota. That's it. Oh, sorry, Ryan Pappenhausen. I, I'm sure he's going to be a shoe-in, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Him him as a number four. That's where it gets yeah, interesting. Well. you got Pappenhausen. I mean, even at another stretch, if, you know, if something was to happen, obviously Teddy's under an injury cloud. If he was to pull out of this, it looks likely he will, mate. Even Dylan Edwards with a big game here, he, he could push for a game here. He's flown under the radar incredibly this year, Dylan Edwards. I love everything about Dylan Edwards. Uh, look, for a bloke that doesn't have the flash and flair of your Pappenhausens, he's exactly what you want. Count how many fucking times... He lets the ball hit the grass this weekend. It'll be zero. I don't know how he does it. He's there every single time. Even with great kickers like Smith and Munster, the way that he reads the game is just unbelievable. So, mate, I'd, I'd look, I'd put him in there. He'd do a job for you. I guess, mate, there's a couple of guys playing for Queensland jerseys. I mean, um, Christian Welsh, I think he'll be an automatic selection. Obviously, Cam Munster will be an automatic. But, you know, guys like Branko Lee... Um, I assume Felice Cafusi will be an automatic. The other one is Kurt Capel. I mean, he could quite easily snag a spot on that Queensland bench, you know, considering their side. I think Branko and Kurt Capel, they're probably playing for an origin jersey here. I think so. I think so. A big game from Kurt Capel. And, um, mate, he could be on the bench for for the Maroons. He's a huge boy. Um, It's just he's got a mistake in him, and and that's, that's the problem. So, mate, you're going the Penrith Panthers. Into who was your Clive Churchill? Um, Cleary, for sure. Never heard of him. Give me Cam Munster every day of the week. Mate, Mate it has been you're a an pleasure this year having you on. Are you going to come back for our State of Origin over the next few weeks? Fuck, you'll have me, mate. I'll be here. Yeah, we might drag you back in. We'll see how we're going. Mate, it's been a pleasure once again. Enjoy your grand final. It's going to be a cracking day. Easy, brother. Up the fucking Panthers. <laughs>